0: para <laughs> Cadavercast. i'm al burnham
1: and i'm cadaver dad jeff burnham
0: and we are coming to you from the frankenstein's monkey farm and today's topic is the giant claw
1: yeah man this is potentially an episode as big as a battleship true <laughs> that's all that's all i get from you huh but <laughs> you thought you'd be amused by that <laughs> Anyway, what's The Giant Claw?
0: The Giant Claw is a movie?
1: Oh, really? <laughs> so we're talking about a movie on this podcast I, for a change.
0: I'm dead. I'm thinking. <laughs> the Giant Claw is a movie about a bird? I, <laughs> I think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It goes it goes through stages, right? I mean, they, yeah. they start off thinking that it's one thing, and then they change their minds. Every step along the way, though, they know one thing about whatever it is, and that's...
0: It's as big as a battleship.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's the one thing that everybody knows, from the characters in the movie to the narrator. And different characters in the movie declare that it's as big as a battleship... Like, independent of one another?
0: Yeah. Let's start on this. This this drives
1: me crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. Up front. I love this movie. This is a silly movie.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: But they've got this whole thing about it being as big as a battleship. Does anything strike you as weird about that, Al?
0: It does. Well, probably different from what you think is weird.
1: Okay, well, what do you think is weird Uh, about that?
0: I was thinking it's weird because... How can they say it be when the first time they see it as a blurry cloud? I'm How do they even know it's living in just a super insanely fast, fast blurry cloud? It's super <laughs> fast. And they said an un- a UFO, an unidentified flying battleship. Like,
1: <laughs> sorry.
0: Um, I I ruined the joke. I was going to make. No, Bye. no.
1: Keep, keep going. We got um, this.
0: Like, as a UFO, I'm like. But then they say it was as big as a battleship. How do they know that?
1: I, I mean... If
0: they don't see it... It moves
1: too fast for them to tell anything about it. You're right. I think it moves too fast to be a cloud. So they assume that it's some kind of ship. But you're right. It moves too fast for them to immediately know that it's the size of a battleship. Especially because I think it's weird... That everybody in this movie, including the narrator, has as a measurement of the scale of things in the world, battleships. They measure things in battleship sizes, right? That's not how it works. You got to measure things in Marjo Gortners. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a dirty look here. You don't remember this?
0: No. From
1: our uh, Food of the Gods episode where we were talking about how many Marjo Gortners the... Like the rats were tall or whatever? Or the chickens? No. You don't remember this? Oh, man. So sad.
0: No, I don't, actually.
1: You're I... getting old and forgetful, Al.
0: No, I just thought... <laughs> I... Okay, I, I really...
1: No, we've I... also been recording this podcast since before you were really forming all of the memories that you would keep with you. True, so but you've forgotten like... a lot of the earlier stuff in the show.
0: Okay, so what did we talk about
1: there, though? Marjo Gortner is the star of Food of the Gods. And so we were talking about how the chicken is like two times the size of him or whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah? Yeah. right. You could just go listen to it again.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll have to. (laughs)
1: Rather than just explain that episode to you again, you could go listen to it. Our listeners could go listen to it. (laughs) But Battleships, yes. We, how does everybody in this movie know how big a battleship is just at a glance? Like, if I looked at something that was huge, I might measure it in terms of maybe football fields or something like that. That's something a little bit easier to wrap your head around. But I. How many battleships have you been around, Al? Zero. Yeah, me too.
0: How are they. How do they know how big a battleship is if they live in a. If they live in, like, a downtown? Something like that.
1: Yeah, I don't or know. Or how
0: many battle, or sorry, when they see it first, they're on, a, like, the North Pole or Antarctica, one of the poles.
1: Yeah. Well, how I have mean, they ever <laughs>
0: seen a battleship in any of those two places? I
1: mean, I guess, okay, in all fairness, a lot of people in the movie are in the military. <laughs> so. True. Yeah. 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 All right, we'll, get, we'll give it that pass. I mean, we give it all the passes because we've now watched it. I, I don't know, four or five times <laughs> easily.
0: I, me too. So truthfully, at first I thought this was a giant crab.
1: Okay, because it's called the giant claw, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Did you picture it as being any different than a crab? Because, of course, you forgot the movie. You didn't remember it because we haven't watched it since.
0: Actually I, actually, I remember this movie. I also remember a crab movie that I don't remember what it was called. So I'm wondering oh. if it was one of those two.
1: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because it's been a couple of years since we watched this and the movie that you're talking about, which is called Island Claws.
0: Yeah, that's why I was confusing it.
1: Yeah, Island Claws is about crabs. Yeah. Giant one. Yeah, I mean, most of them are regular size, but then uh, they're like genetically modified or something like that. And then there is a giant one, a just huge bigger than uh, a truck but smaller than a battleship.
0: Maybe like um five I need mean, I don't know.
1: 5 Marjo Gortners?
0: <laughs> no, 50. 50 Marjo. 50
1: Marjo Gortners? Yeah. Yeah, maybe like 30 Marjo Gortners from tip of the claw to tip of the claw <laughs> and then like Yeah. <laughs> I guess no, I here we're not measuring length here. I think we're measuring the volume. Of a Marjo Gortner. Yeah. So a Marjo Gortner is not just a measure of distance, it's also volume. Yeah.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it is. There is some things I want to talk about here.
1: I should hope so. Before
0: they see the thing. Yeah. That's very confusing, before they actually see it. You know what I mean?
1: Okay, and why is it confusing? Because, of course, it takes a long time for them to see exactly what it looks like. I mean, easily. I don't know 45 minutes or so of the movie maybe maybe 30 40 I don't know yeah a long time before they actually get a good look at the thing and we're not going to talk about it just yet that we'll save that but they don't see it for a long time so what's confusing about that to you
0: well it's not that but the things ha the things what happen in the contact before they see it like they see it once and like Okay, yeah, like, this guy's crazy. Another prison season, like, oh, okay, he saw what, um, whatever, like, and like, oh, this is kind of important now. Two people said they saw a thing that's as big as a battleship. What does that mean? Right?
1: <laughs> I guess so. <laughs>
0: like, two people, uh, just two people said they saw something as big as a battleship. A UFO, something as big as a battleship. How can, how is that important? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and I mean it doesn't really make itself known to the humans in the movie no. for a while cuz it eventually it attacks a plane and it eats the people from the plane which oh. you loved.
0: Um yeah, we were eating po- I was well, I was eating popcorn when that happened. What happened was like it just came in and started eating the people on things. I was like, are those people popcorn? Cause like, and then I opened my mouth, and then basically I put the popcorn in my mouth, and then ate it like with my mouth open. It sounded exactly like that.
1: Mm-hmm. So it was also classy chewing yeah. with your mouth open.
0: True. I also just did it very loudly, and then yes. yeah, it sounded. Although exactly I guess by the, the time same.
1: it was eating the people, that was after they were aware of its existence because we saw it in those scenes. Like they actually showed its.
0: I think that's the first time they saw it.
1: Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the first time we saw it, like, as the audience? Yeah. Okay, okay. You're probably right there. Though
0: one of the characters did see it before that. Remember? I don't remember his name. Mm. The farmer guy?
1: Oh, yeah. The French-Canadian farmer. I think his name was Pierre?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: He got a good look at it, and he mistook it for... Some sort of French Canadian folk monster, and
0: I, yeah, yeah. That like the like history was that if you see it, you're gonna die soon, Mm. which is pretty accurate.
1: Yeah, I guess it's also accurate for most of humanity, since, in the scope of all things, we're here just for the blink of an eye.
0: Um, I guess.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Getting too deep and dark for you, huh, bud? (laughs) (laughs) let's keep going though keep going I'm just Uh, messing with you
0: and I'm like and the one there's another confusing part there how did they showed us a ginormous footprint claw on this thing and then they discover it way way later in the movie like almost at the end of the movie how did they not see that
1: oh that's true there was that giant the giant claw mark in the ground and they're like well there's nothing here what are you talking about but yeah, there was the giant claw dug into the ground. Um, so yeah, that is confusing. But this reminded us of a movie that we talked about recently, which was?
0: I don't know. I don't remember.
1: The, the Deadly Mantis.
0: Ah, right. yeah we,
1: we were talking about it during the movie.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. You remember this now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. So what did we talk about with regard to Deadly Mantis? <laughs>
0: Well, like, because they were at, like, the, like, basically the beginning of the movie, it's almost the exact same setup, right? Yeah.
1: It's yeah. almost the exact same movie in the beginning. <laughs> I mean, some differences, obviously, but it's, you know, what's attacking these people? What are we seeing? What are we hearing? claw marks on the ground it's very much the deadly mantis again
0: yeah and the beginning is even set in one of the pools
1: that's true that is true i mean here we've got of course a movie from 1956 and the deadly mantis was from 1957 right so the deadly mantis came out after this And as a result, maybe Deadly Mantis was copying this, or it was just the formula of all of these movies, right? But it is very, very similar, the setup of these two, especially because they're flying, they eat people, you know, so... He
0: he trips off a giant building.
1: Just trip off a giant building. He
0: does.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll come back to that. We're definitely going to talk about that. But here's what makes the giant claw work better than the deadly mantis at a narrative level which is weird to say because the giant claw once we get talking about the monster it's just weird that the giant claw is a movie that's sort of better produced than some other movies and narratively here it makes more sense because we don't know what the giant claw is it that's does vague. not
0: show show it on the front on the front cover of the of the dvd or in in the be exact beginning of Of the title.
1: Yeah, and remember the deadly mantis, it shows it like right up front. Yeah. Also, the deadly mantis is called the deadly mantis. So we know what a mantis is, right? Yeah. The giant claw could mean anything. And you thought it might be a giant crab, right?
0: Because that Uh, makes sense. Because
1: it makes sense and you weren't sure if we were going to be watching island claws, (laughs) you know.
0: No, that didn't make sense with the giant claw. It does have a giant claw. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, and the giant claw of
1: the crab. Yeah, yeah. So, Mm -hmm. this, we at least don't know what it is, so that when it is revealed, it's a surprise to us, too.
0: You don't realize it's a surprise because you're probably just dying of laughter.
1: (laughs) So, why would this surprise make you die of laughter?
0: Because it looks insanely funny.
1: Alright, what does it look like?
0: That is kind of hard to explain.
1: Okay. Okay. I agree with you. It's insanely goofy looking. It is one of the most preposterously silly looking creatures in about any horror movie, especially in terms of horror movies where you're supposed to take it seriously. Like this is killer shrews level goofy, but maybe more so. They come up
0: with like an unbelievable, how did they even come up with this? How did they know any of this?
1: Oh, the science? Delution. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, so what does this thing look like? You said it's a giant bird, basically. All right.
0: It's a... It's... To me, it kind of looks like a giant hairless bird.
1: Yeah, it's got like a vulture quality to it. And it's got like big, always wide open googly eyes. It does. Then it's got like a weird curved beak that always kind of hangs open. And it's got teeth... And it's got ears, like ears and a little tuft yeah. of hair, like a tiny little tuft of hair on the top of its head.
0: That I'm pretty sure is attachment to a string.
1: Oh, well, there are strings aplenty in this movie.
0: Especially because there is a toy plane.
1: Yeah, I mean, we love movies where you can see the strings. We Especially talked about it on The a Tingler. Toy
0: pain, like a toy plane just dangling down.
1: Yeah, there are a number of times that we see tiny toy planes that not only are tiny toy planes on strings but then they get hit by the giant claw they light on fire clearly like a firecracker or something goes off inside of them and then they turn into stock footage of planes crashing into the water (laughs) right so they go from toy planes to firecrackers popping and then it's a real plane crashing into a water in some grainy old stock footage love the stock footage so silly
0: especially when people are running into planes like running into the planes remember that stock footage
1: oh yeah 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 (laughs) right
0: (laughs) yeah
1: just like in deadly mantis tons and tons of stock footage of planes and people looking up at the skies you know and like running away all these scenes that are used in one movie after another, stock footage that's I like super that, common.
0: Yeah, I also like that they made one scene where a building crushed people. Just puts this stock footage. It's just oh, like stock footage of falling. people running, and then just the building coming down on top of them. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, like it's really like good. That clearly, um, I'll just put in there. It's not actually in the video. Just like. It's
1: composited. That's um, yeah. what you're getting at. like yeah. it's just
0: clearly composited into the thing, into the, into that stock footage. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's I, great when the giant claws in the cities, though, and it knocks over that building, gets on the top of another building,
0: falls over building
1: One of
0: the buildings when it knocks over the top the rest of the top of the building it just drips off the building yeah because <laughs> it like
1: gets in and it like scoops up the whole top of the building just scoops it right up and off the top and yeah. then just drops it all down and it just starts tumbling down into the streets I also that's great like that
0: it almost like just picked up a part and just dropped it down <laughs> yeah, yeah remember that picked it up and just, like, dropped it down there. And then it falls off the building. Uh, that's a great part.
1: Yeah. It's uh, it's really good. There's, you know, a lot of stuff that is similar here to other movies of the era from the 50s. The yep. military coming together to help scientists figure out how to solve a problem.
0: Let's get back to that part where there's the unbelievable science that I don't even know okay, we'll
1: we'll come back about. to that in just a second. But, like... There there are so many similarities between this and the other movies of the era that when you watch it, you're going to feel like, yeah, I mean, I've seen this before if you've watched other giant monster movies from this atomic age of horror. But this one is maybe the silliest. (laughs) And part of what makes it so silly is, as Alistair wants to talk about now, the science. Because the science of the giant claw itself... And how they stop it is really hard to track.
0: None of us even understood what they were even talking about at all
1: here. So what were they saying? Try to um, explain it.
0: Uh, so I was just like going to use just like um, basically how we explained that There were giant big fat particles to destroy a giant antimatter shield. How does that even work?
1: Well, okay, so... The, the, oh, man, this is so complicated and really tough to explain. The movie doesn't make much sense out of it. And we kept rewinding parts this time around because we knew we were going to record about it. And we didn't understand what they were getting at in certain parts. So we and kept like, rewinding it. They
0: kept saying it was like an antimatter shield. But then they also th- say that they already knew about it. That, like, I don't that, know. That yeah, they said that they already knew that there were antimatter atoms.
1: Oh man, I don't know. And that it was like
0: from <laughs> a different like universe or something. I don't know. Some okay. So
1: the idea get... is they can't shoot the giant claw because it's got around it an invisible force field right at like the outside of its feathers or skin or whatever that. Anything that hits it is neutralized because that shield is made of antimatter.
0: And he also said, like, that he can, that the guy can, like, open it up to use his beak and claws. I was like, and then at the end, I was like, this, I, I'm, um, there's one point that I'm frustrated about. They did not shoot, um, they did not shoot a nuclear torpedo into his mouth.
1: Well, maybe because that would be protected
0: or something? I don't know. No, he said... Um they said he can open that like shield up to use his mouth and claws.
1: Oh, I mean, all right.
0: So, why did they not shoot a nuclear missile like they did at him once they broke his shield that is basically invisible, so we don't know what's even there. Once they broke it, they shot nuclear missiles at him. Why did they not sh- why did they not just get it over with by once he said that shooting a nuclear missile into his mouth and risking their lives?
1: That is a good question, and I think the answer to that, the world may never know.
0: Because it would have been a better movie that way.
1: Oh, would it have? Now you sound upset about the movie. I thought you liked it. No,
0: I love it, that's just one part (laughs) I'm upset about.
1: Gotcha. All right. (laughs) Well, now now that you've voiced your concerns over the movie, let's talk about good stuff in the movie and jump into our discussion of our segment's beginning with Beastly Best. Alistair, coolest monster moment in this movie would be?
0: Well, I think um, you will probably have the same one, but I also have a second one. Okay. Um, I'm going to see if you have the same one, so I'm just going to say my second one. When um, the guy eats the people like popcorn.
1: Okay, okay. And I'm What's... guessing your first one would have been... The building falling on the people.
0: Uh, yeah, and that when he tripped over the building.
1: Yeah, cause he it goes flying through the air. Well, we keep saying he, it's not a he. It's actually a, a female yeah, giant is, claw because it lays an egg.
0: It's actually two parts. One time when it's on top of the building, and then it, and then I, it's hard to catch. But then when it shoots part of the like drops part of the building off, it actually literally falls off the building. One well, part.
1: When the part that you're one talking part. about where it trips over the building, and then the pieces fall on the people i actually posted the Mm -hmm. gif of that onto twitter here i'm trying to find it and pull it up so that you can see because it's this moment right here that i posted on twitter where you've got it's flying along and then it just (laughs) randomly flies into the top of this building and it's like (laughs) oh no and then it knocks a whole bunch of rubble onto these people running away
0: yeah it's totally sack footage
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny (laughs) Love it.
0: (laughs) And then, like, it totally just, like, almost, like, tries to land on the building, then trips off the building. It's so good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's the best moment.
0: It it makes it clear without even seeing the string that it has a string on it. Yeah. Like, they just, like, flew it at the building. Even
1: on DVD, it's clear. These strings are there. (laughs) You know, it's not a thing where we have to get a a Blu-ray to see the strings. sometimes,
0: Sometimes you can't even see the strings. You just see the things that are attached to the strings at the bottom there, right?
1: Uh, um, I don't know. What are you talking like about? Like, the toy
0: I... plane, I saw a little, like, thing, like, a little, like, oh, like rod. like a hook? Yeah, like a oh, rod coming gotcha. off of it. That's what I think the hair was, to, like, control it from the top there.
1: Well, and also the planes would run along a string that would be across the screen and not hanging down from above so that they would just kind of slide it down. the. You pointed string. out
0: one thing with a toy plane, um, with the, like one, one fake like with a fake background, the toy plane, they had made a shadow on the fake background
1: <laughs> that it did. Oh man. So good. Love that stuff. Was there anything that spooked you? Do we have a get spooked well, moment?
0: Oh, there was one annoying part. Uh, how did this guy know from just a couple things that it was going in a spiral?
1: Was that spooky?
0: Uh, no. You're I'm just, just looking for that's... another
1: excuse to complain.
0: No, uh, there's just a couple complaints. That's my um second complaint. Well, sorry, my third one. Um, how did he know from just like I think like. Four or five crashes that it was going in a loop.
1: Yeah, I don't it know, man. There could have
0: been so many other like patterns.
1: Absolutely. And how do you know there was
0: even a pattern?
1: <laughs> 100%. Doesn't make any sense. But these are things that I love about it, too. And for anybody who is new to the show, this is kind of my speed of movie. A movie where I don't understand large yeah. chunks of it, and I'm left with so many questions. It's probably a movie that I'm going to be drawn to. Because there's a mystery yeah. there that I'll never figure out. It's a puzzle that cannot be solved, and that appeals to me immensely. And and obviously Al gets way into it as well with the complaining about it. But the complaining is part of the loving it in yeah. a way. Yeah. So
0: if you if you um the only way you'll know that we like a mo- uh, movie if. If, is if you hear us complaining about
1: it. <laughs> of course, we watch movies that we don't complain about too. Yeah, but a that... lot of, <laughs>
0: but some movies that um that might seem bad, you know, are good because we complain about it. We like those movies.
1: <laughs> yeah, and we like quality films too. You know. Yeah. You listen to us talk about things like King Kong or whatever, and. You know, there are obviously things to complain about with King Kong, but not the effects. You know, not the effects work and not the logic of the events that are taking place. Yeah. But anyway, on to the next segment, funny bones. I think we've talked about it. This thing's head is so funny looking that that just the the face of the giant claw alone is for me the funniest thing in the movie. Nothing is funnier than that, and every time it's on screen, it's hilarious.
0: Yeah, I also think one thing um, that I love, because I am a string lover.
1: You're a string lover, okay. so
0: this movie is one of my favorites, like as... Oh, is like at one of my like my top ten favorites because of how clear these strings are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we like to see how these things are made, right? And for again, new listeners, because obviously since the Silver Bolo Award, we've had more people listening. One of the things that we love is figuring out how these movies were made. I'm a filmmaker myself. Al's been involved in some film work that I've done and the practicality of what they did here it's endearing to me that they went so simple you know they could have done any number of things but like because they have this limited budget clearly the movie is a large percentage made up of stock footage what do you do how do you accomplish this on a on a shoestring budget well heck, you take those shoestrings and you attach them to your monster, right? Yeah.
0: I think it I think they were trying to make it look like it was a bird. I think they pulled that off at such a low budget to make it look like it was flying, but their strings have failed a little in there.
1: Would you have liked more strings or less strings? Cuz one of our favorite stringed monsters is of course the Tingler.
0: The eight stringler.
1: The eight stringler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can
0: see how into strings we are when we counted how many strings were on that We love
1: our monsters being hung up by strings, that is for sure.
0: Yep, we do so much. But it's also a um, thing
1: where, like, if we're watching a good monster movie, even if the strings are there, you can still look past that and enjoy the movie. You know, we can suspend our disbelief uh, and recognize what's happening there on a filmmaking level.
0: Yeah, Dad, you were so good at seeing that stuff. When that you saw one frame where they accidentally put the top of the movie, like the top of the set, in there for one frame, you noticed that.
1: Oh, like in the Godzilla. Yeah. That Remember we were watching? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, You're this is this is good? what I yeah.
1: this is what I do. I I teach film. I make films. This is yeah. my life. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. We're good at we're we're both very good at noticing some things like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it you seems, get it from yeah. me, so.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we have both have our advantages with that. Like I can notice strings when I see them very very clearly because I'm always looking for them.
1: Mm-hmm. I also like looking for uh, boom mics. I love seeing the microphone oh, dip yeah. in or yeah. pop up from the bottom of the screen. Like you know, I love I love mics peeking into the film
0: mm-hmm. they also <laughs> um <laughs> mystery science theater the last episode we watched they even said will you put the boom mic a little closer oh <laughs> yeah that?
1: yeah well we were watching another giant monster movie bill Rabane's the giant spider invasion on mystery science theater yeah we could have done an episode on that too but
0: where somehow the spider like exploded
1: yeah turned into goop bill Rabane from wisconsin there's a great new box set of Bill Rabane movies called Weird Wisconsin. It doesn't have Giant Spider Invasion on it. It doesn't have Blood Harvest and a couple others, but the ones that are on there are supremely weird. So, uh, I mean, it lives up to the title of the box set. Check that out, Critters and Creeps. Alistair, let's move on to our last segment, the big segment, Scream Themes. What do you think one of the predominant messages of this film is
0: well um science let me think of how to phrase this here
1: absolutely take your time think of how to phrase this put the words together so that you can get it out right approximately the first time so that you don't have to edit out a bunch of stammering right this is to save future you trouble
0: true (laughs) because
1: al's editing a lot of our episodes lately
0: Normally, of course, you you guys might notice that Dad sometimes has to clarify a little here. Because you normally do, right?
1: I mean, I, I try to when I, I think I see what you're getting at. And it's uh, something that's a little bit deep, a little more complicated and complex of an idea than you can quite verbalize yourself. Yeah,
0: thinking is like that. Sometimes big problems can be solved so easily if you just can become not so hard eventually if you just don't panic because normally when there are big problems that are affecting like the whole world, science can figure it out.
1: I don't have to clarify that at all. Keep a clear head, use our brains, figure things out with science, and we will fix it. Absolutely. I I mean, that didn't need any clarification from me at all. You said it fantastically. Well, Al, great work here, man. Do you have anything else to add before we move into social media business kind of stuff? No. All right, where can our listeners find us online?
0: You can find us online at patreon.com slash word salad. You can find us on Twitter at... Cadaver underscore cast. You can find us on Instagram at CadaverCast. One word. You can find us on Facebook at CadaverCast Critters and Creeps Club. Join the club. And you can email us at CadaverCast at gmail.com.
1: Even got the email in there this time without prompting. Holy cow. Good job, man. When we first started having Al do these social media plugs... I would kind of feed them to him, like, and then edit myself out so that he was he was doing it because he wanted to do it, but he couldn't remember them all. I didn't prompt him once here. The Al's got this down pat. Good job, man. Yep. Well, you want to get us signed out?
0: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You've been listening to another episode of Cadavercast. I'm Al Burnham.
1: I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. We love ya. Thanks for listening, everyone.
0: Thanks. <laughs> I am a string lover.